In this episode of the Sustainable Fashion Podcast, Sonia Suman, Camilla Sanders and myself, Bacola Dagloke, are discussing AI personalisation and our digital future. Today I have two really special guests who've agreed to come and explore our digital future topic with me. Um, the focus today and for a couple of episodes is going to be about using AI to improve sustainability in the fashion industry. So I just want to welcome these two amazing ladies. We've got Camilla Sanders and Sonia Suman. Um, and I'll hand over to them to do their introductions. But basically, we've met through our club, Fashion Reimagine Club on Clubhouse. And they're, to, they're part of the moderation team. They help come up with the amazing topics that we discuss and um yeah so we're bringing these conversations to the podcast so um yeah camilla welcome do you want to just do a bit of an introduction to yourself so everyone can know who you are and then we'll move on to sonia sure thanks for having me bukola no worries so yeah so my name (laughs) yeah my name is camilla sanders i am founder and ceo of greater than equal and basically, Greater Than Equal, uh, we help creative social impact founders in the areas of sustainable fashion, art, and equity, maximize their impact through leadership and marketing strategy consultant, consulting. We are also advocates for uh, advancing tech and entrepreneurship and fashion. We seek to create a paradigm shift among everyday citizens by utilizing storytelling through podcasts, events, um, video documentaries and other means. And then we also are building a collaborative ecosystem of sustainable ethical actors along the fashion industry's uh, value chain through our fashion futurist community. And like you mentioned, uh, we I am also a host on the Fashion Reimagine Club and Clubhouse. Amazing. Yeah, no, it's been so great having um, you on in the Fashion Reimagine Club. We've had some great conversations around um, blockchain and metaverse and things like that. Obviously, we're going to be focusing yes. on AI today for and for a couple of episodes, but I'm sure some of these topics that we've been discussing in Clubhouse are going to come up in these conversations. So I'm really excited and to have you on the podcast. And it's always great having you in clubhouse rooms and discussing technology, the intersection between technology, sustainability and innovation. It's amazing. Um, And we've got another amazing guest, Sonia. Do you want to do a bit of an introduction um, to yourself? Yep, I can do. Hello, everybody. My name is Sonia Suman. Um, I've spent the last 25 years working in the fashion industry. So my background is uh, luxury fashion, which um, lasted for a good 10 years. And then I ended up working for um, the high street, the UK high street. Um, I pretty much lived um, most of Europe, across most of Europe, and um, I've worked internationally. And my journey into sustainability really started probably about three or four years ago. Um, And I now have a consultancy. So I help brands start up sustainably. And I also scale up um, sustainably as well. So it's really lovely to be here. Um, I'm also a moderator in the Fashion Reimagined Club. Um, and we yeah, definitely talk about some very diverse topics. Um, yeah, um, it's a very, very interesting club to be a part of. 
Yeah, amazing. And it's also great working with you on our accelerator program with the Global Fashion Marketplace. Sonia is one of our mentors as well. So um, she's an amazing person to have on board um, with the club and the and the Global Fashion Marketplace. And I'm looking forward to the next few episodes with you and Camilla, a wealth of knowledge. It's going to be some really interesting things to unpack when we're looking at AI um, and sustainability and, and how that technology might help us on this journey to building a more sustainable fashion industry. So welcome, ladies. So I'm going to first start off with a few definitions um, just to make sure everyone can follow the ideas and concepts that were being discussed in today's episode. So um, the first thing that I'm going to define or give a bit of a definition to is AI. So people might not understand exactly what AI is. So AI is actually artificial intelligence. So it's it's basically the development of computer systems that are able to perform tasks that normally require human intelligence. So that's such as such examples like um, visual perception, speech recognition, and decision making tasks. And these tasks usually require intelligence and discernment. So computers actually use intelligence and discernment to complete these tasks so that's what artificial intelligence is so that's what we're talking about um today and there's different types of artificial intelligence we're talking about personalization today so um there's another concept that i just want to kind of give a bit of a background to because it might come up in conversation um so it's the idea of big data so big data is basically extremely large data sets that might be um, analyzed to show patterns and trends and associations. So this is this can be related to human behavior and interactions. So it's just important when we're talking about data and we're talking about AI, it's based on using data. And um, big data is just a concept that you just need to get your head around if you're going to understand how artificial intelligence actually works. And then personalization is the topic of today. So with the introduction of AI, we we now have something called predictive personalization. So this means um, tools that can, pr- like profiling tools that can kind of, um, you can kind of analyze data and, and it can be, it can, content can be adapted in real time. So this helps everyone in, in their conversions and things like that. So it allows for more detailed and refined personalization and it's all led by machine learning. So machine learning is basically when a computer um, is able to learn and adapt without following explicit introduction um, instructions. So that is basically using different types of algorithms and statistics to kind of analyze and draw references and patterns in data. So there a few words that might come up in this conversation, machine learning, personalization, big data, AI. So it's all connected. And I just wanted to just give those definitions, especially for Sonia and um, Camilla might bring those things into conversation so people can understand what we're, we're actually talking about. So was that, were those definitions all right for you ladies, just to set the scene of what we're actually talking about? It definitely worked for me. Yeah, they work for me. Okay, so bearing those things in mind, I know it's kind of complicated to get your head around all these little things. Um, 
when thinking about sustainability. But um, I think it's all connected. So basically, using machines to predict and kind of um, make decisions can actually help with sustainability issues. So I, I want to first kind of revert back to sustainability as the basis of the conversation. And um, I just want to think about the fashion industry. So the biggest problems like in the fashion industry um, that we need to overcome for me um, is the issue of fashion waste and then also kind of building circularity into the fashion industry. So I think they're the big problems or the big challenges for the fashion industry. And I want to see really what you think about AI and um, how that might be able to be used to solve these problems. But first of all, can can I get just some thoughts on like what you think the, the, the biggest problems are that we need to overcome? Do you think it's fashion waste and building circularity? What are your thoughts on that? And anyone can go first with um, with an answer to that. So, yeah, what, you, what do you think your, the biggest problems that we need to solve or overcome are when it comes to sustainability in the fashion industry? I mean, I think you're completely right, Bacola. You know, waste is the biggest issue that we have within the industry. Um, and let's face it, you know, fashion brands are not going to stop producing and consumers are not going to stop buying. But, you know, it's very clear that fundamental changes need to be made in terms of the amount of product that is being produced and separately the way that consumers are buying products. So in terms of circularity, I think it's inevitable that you know um you know the secondhand market is propelling so resale is absolutely um you know a top, you know one of the things that brands have now started introducing into what they're doing in terms of circularity and separately um the rental um the rental market has also started to um to grow and you know and this is something that brands are now naturally kind of bringing in into their own businesses and really thinking about the long term in terms of the the product life cycle um and whether they you know choose to actually bring those products back and and then give consumers a discount on it um for, for when products are returned to them at, I suppose at, at what they call the end of, of life and what they then do with the product is all part of the life cycle and it's definitely something that is increasing with a lot of brands now and I think it's here to stay. Yeah I mean I'm, I definitely agree you know along the lines with both of what you you are saying is that you know definitely have an overconsumption and overproduction issue in fashion, right? In the fashion industry. And really, I think the industry, uh, we need to do an entire shift because um, some of the areas that I focus on and really even the, you know, deeper underlying issues is social and economic justice issues, right? I mean, think about the fashion industry and the number of women that the industry employs, um, and just just the how the fashion industry can impact the world on what we're what we're doing, and so I think that social and economic justice issues are are really an issue. But then you know I think that goes hand in hand with addressing the overconsumption and overproduction that happens. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. It's like from both of you, and I'm bringing in the, the ethical side of it. I wonder how this conversation is going to transpire when we're thinking about 
the fashion ethics as well um when it, when we're looking at technology and ai because then the idea that jobs may be at stake is something that people definitely think about um when they think about ai and things like that so it will be be interesting to see what you guys think about the the options and the opportunities with ai and if and how that does actually affect um the industry in terms of um who who makes the clothes how they're making the clothes and the ethics be- behind it is it something supporting um more sustainable ethical business or is it something that is actually damaging and taking people's jobs away so it would be interesting to get your thoughts on that as well um so just to move into a bit more detail on this like how can technology specifically ai help us improve um some of these sustainable fashion issues um that the industry faces so today we're going to be looking more closely at personalization for fashion so the idea that you can um curate products provide better product recommendations and improve targeting how does that how does that work for you when you think about some of the points that you've brought up in terms of the supply chain and the 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 distribution and the whole works that goes into getting a product to a customer the personalized approach um do you think that enhances circularity and sustainability and and um camilla the ethical side of it as well if you have some thoughts on that as well um in line with specifically with personalization so curating products for people providing recommendations for them and targeting them specifically with items of clothing that might be appropriate for them yeah i think it's really you know we talked about overconsumption i think it's really that everyday citizens have to we have to shift our mindset to how much we're consuming you know like that we have to consume right we have to buy these these clothes that actually when we buy them they don't exactly fit right <laughs> or they don't exactly look right right and so when you think about ai and personalization now you're starting to get in the mindset of maybe i can buy something that i actually love that actually fits me right so if there's for example a pair of jeans that's customized to me that i can purchase and that i'm going to wear all the time i know like back in the day <laughs> prior to really being into into sustainability i maybe own like 15 pairs of jeans but maybe only wore a couple right but if i had like if we're now transforming where we do not have to fit into these sizes that the brands say we can have something that's customized for us and that actually fits us in something that we love if we can if i can understand like when you are doing styling for clothes and i know this certain le- neckline looks great on me this certain color looks great on me and then i don't have to spend hours online and shopping for it or in person shopping for it or buying a whole bunch of stuff that i know people you know they'll buy a whole bunch of stuff and then they'll try it on and return it if we can reduce that behavior by having ai suggest like hey this will look great on you and ba- based on my past purchases based on what they what I, I think looks good on me the kind of style that i like that i'm actually going to keep it and i'm going to get something that i love that's going to stay in my um 
that's going to stay in my closet that maybe is made out of a material that is sustainable because that is what I told the AI <laughs> that I wanted, um, then I do see a lot of opportunity for this to improve sustainability. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree with you more, Camilla. You know, definitely um, AI definitely plays an advisory role um, in terms of the decision-making process. You know, digital assistance, you know, recommending clothes, um, which you've already covered, um, you know, based on your height, your shape, your size, your even your weight, um, and giving customers, you know, the best and accurate products um, you know, according to their, their body shape, etc., I think is really, really key because it cuts down so much of the, you know, the guesswork that designers have been, you know, have been kind of pulling together for so many years. It's definitely customizable to you, personalized to you. And really, you know, based on, you know, and even things like, you know, from an AI perspective, looking at what you've actually been searching for. So even determining your tastes, the kind of products that you like, the color palettes that you like, um, et cetera, et cetera. I think it's just so important um, and and definitely will, you know, it affects sustainability in, t- sustainability in terms of the fact that it will cut down on so many issues um, of today, which is returns, you know, returns of products because product doesn't fit right. You know, it, it's not the right color, um, et cetera, et cetera. So I think it's a, I think it's a wonderful thing in terms of what has been um, from a technology point of view and what has kind of evolved certainly over the last few years um, in this, in this space. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought the, the issue of returns into it. I think, especially with e-commerce, the returns issue and what, and, and the landfill issue that is actually created by, people not buying the the products that fit right buying maybe 10 of the same dress in different sizes just to see which one actually fits their size and from the brand and stuff like that all that stuff can definitely be cut out with more person more personalization and then also the 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 sampling waste as well obviously if we're looking at customized more customized approach um in production then those two big issues will really be like tackled in I I would say um but I do have like a question about the challenges so how do we solve some of the challenges ahead um when it comes to using AI for fashion like if we're talking about that the whole customization or the the returns issue and things like that to give the perfect kind of recommendations um personalized suggestions and stuff we need to gather insights and data from from customers. And that's where the, the word big data comes into it because you need a lot of information about the, the, the cons- customers and consumers' behavior to kind of train the AI models and um, the, the, the machine learning to kind of come up with these algorithms and things like that that can actually predict and personalize stuff. So what what are your thoughts on that, like, putting the right foundations in place to gather data for businesses where 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 do we start in the industry to kind of get this kind of personalized um, approach more broadly used by brands and businesses well i think for example um stitch fix is a good uh example that we see you know usually when people are talking about fashion and ai the stitch fix 
example comes up, which I believe they do like a style quiz about, you know, what your personal style is. And then they ask you also to uh, share your Pinterest, right? Um, So in a sense, that is how they are, you know, getting the data on what that AI is going to suggest. But then they also work with um, actual people that are stylists, that what it really does is help to narrow down, narrow it down about what that that customer actually might want. And then the stylist takes it a bit further um, and really gives it that human touch to send the uh, garments to the person. So I think that that's a, a really good example of, you know, how are you really taking that data and specializing it? I think it's really the AI working hand in hand. Um, now, I do see, you know, some of the issues with AI and really technology um, go back to some of the human programming that happens within it, right? It's like, what are we actually teaching they or what are we what are we putting into or how are we programming that and who is programming it right because a lot of times we will see when it comes to these technologies that it tends to be somewhat discriminatory or really just one-sided right so for example an ai in fashion might think oh this certain thing does not look good, right? And so we're not going to suggest it or we're going to steer customers away from this, but actually it's something culturally that might be acceptable. So it's kind of like, well, how do we how do we get over that part um, when we're talking about machine learning and things like that? So I think that could be uh, one of the drawbacks. Yeah. And yeah. I also wanted to uh, just touch on the points. Um, I, I know that you've t- spoken about Stitch Fix, but also um, large companies are, are actually using a lot of data to make a lot of predictive choices in regards to the kind of products that they are producing. And that is really built on um, looking at the data and using the data in order to determine what kind of style sell best. You know, does a long sleeve sell better than a short sleeve, say, in um, in March, uh, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Um, what colors do well? What are the customers actually searching for? So, um, you know, a lot of data can be used in, in very, very different ways. And I think that from a, a waste perspective, data can be used to make a lot of predictive choices really based on c- consumer demands. And the consumer demands are really looking, you know, looking at what is the customer searching for? What, what kind of things are they looking for? What do they want to wear? What have they worn before, et cetera, et cetera. So um, I hope that's helpful. Yeah, I, I think that's so interesting, uh, Sonia, what you just said, you know, about the, you know, kind of trend forecasting, right? And predicting what customers are going to do. And I'm I'm so, like, you're absolutely right. Like, this is great that we can now have this data so that when we actually put things into um, a store or into production that we kind of know ahead of time that it's going to sell, that we're not going to have to, um, you know, have waste on that, on the production. But then I also, you know, think about companies like Zara, which they use AI to figure out, okay, what is that next thing that we're going to 
you know, put out there. So in a way, there's like a good and bad with that, right? Because you can predict so much what people are going to buy. And then that may lead to overconsumption if it's not, if you're not really putting it into the right business model. That's a true point. And it's, it's something that I wanted to switch on as well. Um, a bit later um, in the conversation really about if we're kind of, if we're, if we're trying to reduce waste is um, smart product recommendations actually going to lead to more consumption overall. So that's something that I did want to touch on, but since we're, we're talking about it now, um, yeah. What do you think? Do you think this um, smart production recommendations, that's smart product recommendation. So if people are getting a lot of recommendations that are perfect for them, what is to stop them buying more? Is it, is it going to just, is it actually going to reduce waste or is it actually going to lead to more consumption? I think if anything, Bacola, I would say that it's making um, or helping um, make better choices, you know, and I think that, you know, where brands um, are, you know, the production is less because the predictive technology says that, for example, you know, you buy 300 of something over, over a, for, of a product over a season and actually the data shows that you only sell, say, 200 of it at full price. This can give brands a lot of, you know, in, in terms of the, the data and the stockpiling, it actually gives um, the view that, you know, you are selling product that's actually wanted rather than then having to put product into sale, which inevitably means that it probably wasn't the right kind of product choice in the first place. So I think that if anything, I think it reduces stockpile because it is helping give better and better choices in terms of predicting the future sales of a product. Okay, so I do have another question. I agree. I mean, I think. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I did have another question. Oh, I was just going to say, you know. Yeah, go ahead, Camilla. Oh, I was just going to say that um, as far as, yeah, I I agree. I think that overall it will reduce uh, waste just because it increases efficiencies uh, within the industry. So I I do think overall I, I agree with that, Sonia. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. I do have another a question on that, just in terms of like um, sustainability. So when we're thinking about sustainability and we think about the amount of product that is actually already created, that is actually out there and the waste issue that we need to tackle. And then this ties back again to circularity and kind of using that waste that is already there as a resource and and kind of building circularity repair um reuse mend etc all these things um if we are looking at these product recommendations then how can we how can we actually get people to use ai in a more like how can we get businesses to use ai with sustainable principles tied in so recommending okay um the thought is to enhance sustainability um this is when this needs to be repaired or this is a um this this product would be upcycled um in a specific way by a specific or recommend upcycler to you at this point 
that you've had this garment a, a, a longer period of time and stuff like that. So I hope you understand um, the question that I'm asking. I just want to get some more ideas on like how product recommendations can actually be more sustainable and lead to yeah. like reduce consumption. Um, that is my my question on the back of what you've guys said because I think it is a good thing, but I think we need that extra layer. So I just wanted to get your your thoughts on that. Yeah, I do think that you know it really helps with the uh, design phase of it, right? So, you know, with um, AI, a garment or or the type of garment can be suggested as to say a, a designer wants to design a garment. And they don't necessarily know if, you know, the, can, the their customer is going to want it or not. Um, and AI can predict and say, hey, you know, this is probably a garment that might sell. Um, and then they can put it, before they even produce it, they can put it out there for their customers. Their customers can b- virtually try it on, you know, if they do like a 3D scan of their body and they can try it on and they can say, hey, yeah, I like this color. I don't like this. So in the beginning phase of it, it does help with with not producing as much. And then at the end of the the garment life cycle or towards the end when the customer, you know, maybe doesn't want it anymore, they can offer it to be resold, right? And then that's where AI comes in again to say, hey, you know, this garment was worn in this manner, right? It doesn't matter how many years, but, you know, we see that this garment, the the AI can look at a garment and say, hey, it should be resold at this price, or um, it was only worn this much. So it, sh- it could be resold at another price. So it really helps to um, process when people go back and they return the prod- products or give the products back. Um, and then it also, you know, companies can encourage customers to give the products back um, by, you know, offering discounts and things like that, that a lot of brands do. Um, so, so hopefully you understood that, but, you know, it really, it helps on the processing end on the other end when, when customers are now like, they don't want the garment anymore. Now, what do they do? Well, we can resell it and we can process that and do it in an efficient way because there is a lot of garments that are out there now and that will, you know, start to be out there. And so we really have to look at, you know, how can we make this more circular? How can we keep this garment, you know, going and people wearing it? And so I think it helps on that end. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's really good. Sorry, I was just going to um, add to um, Camilla's point that, you know, in terms of propelling the secondhand market, you know, the better utilization of the user experiences i think is really really key i've seen a lot of examples now where there are kind of second-hand platforms or resale platforms that are using ai to really determine um, better pricing so it actually will determine the actual product that you have once you've uploaded your picture it can actually really look at the, the the quality of the garment in terms of like the state of it you know is it well worn is it nearly new worn once etc 
and actually give you a much better price for it, whereas before it just used to be a lot of guesswork. And separately, just the, the user experiences for a consumer, you know, um, and also for somebody that's uploading a product to sell, you know, it really does give a better experience. Whereas, you know, for example, if you have a product that you for example, put on a hanger against, say, a wardrobe, it, you know, it, it can take away the wardrobe and actually, you know, make it look like a far more superior product. So there's so many things now that uh, are being enhanced to actually give the consumers a better experience in terms of, of buying and selling a product. And actually that is excelling in terms of giving a better price and giving overall the consumers, you know, the buying experience is much nicer. And it's actually, whereas before, you know, the secondhand market was sometimes seen as a bit of a dirty word, whereas now it's actually very, very fashionable. Yeah, yeah, great, great answers, um, ladies. I've, I definitely feel that you touched on um, what I was trying to get at in terms of it can help reduce production and that's reducing waste in in some respects but that whole circularity and and the end of life stuff i definitely think ai can and have a hand in that um yeah definitely there was something else that i was thinking about in terms of ai um recommendations so um how can how can this enhance sustainability when we're thinking about i think camilla touched on a little bit about ar so augmented reality and virtual reality. So in terms of these applications that are going to come out in the future, just I wanted to find out your thoughts in terms of like recommendations and predictions and um, things like that and personalization specifically for like augment and how that overlays with augmented reality experiences and virtual reality experiences that are coming in um, that are going to be more commonplace now. I'm so sorry, Bacala. Was that a question for Camilla? Oh, it was. It's for anyone that wants that has any thoughts on that. But Camilla, yeah, you can go go for it if you want. Okay, I'm sorry. Say the question again. <laughs> okay, no worries. No, I was just really like just off the back of what we were saying about the recommendations. So I just wanted to think, just like how can this enhance sustainability in the in the future when we look at like augmented reality. Fi- um experiences and virtual reality experiences so the future is i don't want to use the word on this podcast on this particular podcast but since we're not talking about it but the metaverse so that's a big thing that everyone's trying to figure out how to kind of get into that and and use that those um virtual reality experiences for their businesses and things and we are going to have a podcast specifically on that so we don't need to go into that too much but what I'm really asking is that how can these kind of um predictions personalizations overlap into that kind of experience what are your thoughts on that in regards to sustainability is it a positive thing having these predictive um predicts these um predictions about what people can wear the styles the sizes and then having that vr experience that ar experience where you can try things on in virtual realities and um augmented realities and how how is that going to impact sustainability in your mind do you think it's a good thing as these things overlap with each other is that a clear question yeah it is um so yeah, concerning like AR and VR, augmented reality and virtual reality, 
um, which basically augmented reality is where you are seeing it's uh, virtual reality is, you know, with the headset, right? It's a, it's very immersive experience and augmented reality is really augmenting or changing what you currently see. And so like I, I definitely, like filters. right. Like a Snapchat yeah. filter and things like that. Yeah, yeah And exactly. so there are companies that are working on, you know, virtual try on where you can have a garment and you can look into a mirror, you know, after it scans your body and you can see how it's actually going to fit on you. Um, so I do think that that is going to help to reduce waste, right? Because you can actually see how it fits before you um, make a purchase or a company makes the purchase. Um, I don't know that the technology is is where it's at or you know where it's going to go, but I know the technology right now um, is definitely enables you to be able to try try it on. And you mentioned Snapchat filters. I mean, honestly, Snapchat filters are so much fun, right? So so yeah. if you can tell yeah. me that, you know, I don't have to do all this stuff to get dressed and go out. And as much as I love trying on clothes, like I can do it from my own house and and make something fun out of it. Um, I definitely think it kind of brings in the gamification of um of fashion, right? And and makes it fun in a sense, but then also it also encourages uh, citizens to be able to, okay, I'm actually going to purchase this one because I like the way it looks on me and it actually fits me versus having to do the whole exercise. So I do think that it will, you know, enhance. Um, I know that you mentioned the metaverse and yeah, I won't go too far into that. Yeah, but let's keep I, it to me, the metaverse, it really it just um, helps people to access things that they would not be able to access in an easier way. And so, for example, yeah, I, well, I talked about, um, I talked about, you know, shifting economics, right? And social, you know, so, so there's a lot of garments that are produced by designers, say, for example, in maybe Ghana or somewhere like that, but they're sold in these big box stores for a very low price, right? But what if I was able to, through virtual reality or augmented reality, actually go to Ghana and go to this designer and try on the clothing and purchase it from that designer? Like that is the experience that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah, I think you made some really good points about that. And I'm really interested in just the the overlapping of, um, when we're looking at data, specifically how to collect the data about what people want and then do the so the personalized recommendations can work that whole augmented reality experience of oh I tried this on with that or I tried that on with this I selected that I bought this at a specific time I think it can really help with personalization in the future be more accurate what what do you think yeah, I mean, if anything, it it um, adds to making it fun, right? It it makes you know purchasing of products, you know, seeing how certain products look on you that you probably wouldn't even have dared to go to a store to buy. I think if anything, it adds to the fun element of of, of purchasing. Um, you know, even if you don't end up purchasing it, at least you've tried it on and you've had a giggle. Um, I, I think it's definitely there's something definitely in that. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, that and whole that whole returns issue is then taken out as well because you can have a like a, a fun experience with fashion 
without buying loads of different things. But go ahead, Camilla, what were you going to say? Yeah, it was just, you know, absolutely. Because, you know, actually some of the worst part about going into a store and trying things on is spending all that time and nothing looks good on you, right? Yeah. <laughs> nothing yeah. really fits, you know, your body type or your style or anything. And then just to imagine like not having to go through that process and having AI personalize that for you because it knows what you've bought in the past. It knows some of your favorite things. It knows what materials you like. It knows what colors. And so having AI suggest that for you and then trying stuff on virtually and like, oh, this, this actually looks good on me because it's the right, you know, cut or the right fit. So yeah, I mean, i I would definitely prefer that. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting. Um, I'm going to just touch on it slightly again, but we're going to save it for another podcast, definitely. But that whole idea of having a boutique in the metaverse then starts to make sense, doesn't it? Because as you were saying, that that designer in Ghana, you're looking for something specific. You can have an augmented reality experience with them, try on a few things, see what you like about their brand in their metaverse boutique, and then purchase something in real life from them that that see for me that's a picture that seems to be coming together but we can have more conversations about that as as we go on because I don't want to bamboozle people that don't really understand what the metaverse is and how that works but um yeah what are your thoughts on that just um as feedback I mean, I definitely think that there's merit in it. I think that there's definitely technology that is being developed in regards to that. You know, um, certainly real life stores, um, you know, going into the metaverse and, um, and selling product and you've been able to buy from it as well. I think it's definitely, you know, it's not going away. Um, and that's for sure. Um, and, it, and it's definitely something that we need to be thinking about. And certainly fashion brands are thinking about more and more. Yeah, so we'll we'll put a line underneath that and a dot at the end <laughs> and move on to um, a bit more about AI specifically. But I just, I, I just thought it was relevant to just like dig into that a little bit and how that all connects with each other for people that might be interested. Um, so some of the benefits of like personalised AI for fashion could be the speed. So customers want to receive fast product su suggestions and then the relevance, customers want to um, find exactly what they're looking for and then retargeting. So after purchasing the pro product, customers don't want to see ads for the same product again. So like, can you see any connections with circularity in fashion and how these benefits could enhance circular fashion? So the speed of like suggestions and the, the relevance, so they get exactly what they're looking for and then... Um, not having to see the same product promoted to them more than once because obviously once they've bought it they don't need to see it again what what are your thoughts on that in regards to circularity so that would be to enhance um bringing in the circular economy so for example for people that don't understand that that would be kind of reuse repair um upcycling and things like that, that make, make sure that the product is being used over and not being disposed of. So that that's what I'm referring to. How can um, personalized AI enhance those kind of experiences? Yeah, I think 
you know, really you have to make it easy for people, right? And I think that's exactly what it does, right? Is that, you know, you spoke about, you know, reuse. And if I wanted to purchase something, if you consider all of the the clothing that's out there and all the options that are out there, and if you make it easy for a customer to find something that's suitable for them and it is, you know, reused, then, you know, why wouldn't they, you know, purchase it? And so, so I think it's really just making it a lot easier for uh, the customers. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I did touch on it earlier that, you know, certainly from a consumer point of view or from a peer-to-peer experience, there's definitely um, a lot more available for consumers um, to, to buy, you know, for example, sites like eBay and Vinted um, have become so easy to use, you know, uploading product, um, you know, how the product looks, um, you know, they can enhance the photography, the way you upload the data, etc. It, it's making it so much easier um, for both people that are selling and also buying the products. And I think it's just, um, you know, the easier it gets, the, the more the more people will start to use these services. Yeah, yeah. We're coming to the end of the podcast now. So I've just got a couple of questions. I think it's been a really interesting conversation. I didn't know where it was going to go. Um, but I definitely like that we touched on a a few new concepts for people to start to get their head around. And as we do more of these conversations on AI, I'm sure we're going to learn a lot about how it can actually help with sustainability. I think we've uncovered a a few good truths here today. Um, So I just wanted to to know how well you think we can develop personalised clothing manufacturing processes. So by using customer data for like custom fit clothing. So I know some brands are out there doing custom fit clothing. I'm, I've had the conversations about mass customization in the past. People haven't thought that it's scalable. So in terms of like personalized and collecting personalized data, um, when it comes to manufacturing processes, is this is this something that will take off, do you think? There's been some challenges where where people have used mass customization tools and then the things have been delivered and haven't fit them perfectly as well. So what are your thoughts on that? I think certainly from a sustainability point of view, I know that you've touched on the word mass, but if anything, I think it does kind of give a much more kind of a personalized experience. For example, the point that you touched on where it hasn't fit, there's obviously something wrong with the data. There's something that's gone wrong somewhere because, you know, (laughs) and, you know, and that's obviously something that needs to be addressed. But overall, it, it should it should kind of from a sustainability point of view, if you are making product to fit and it's bespoke to the consumer, um, it certainly is not it's not about mass production. And I think that's something that definitely brands should consider more and more. Um, so, you know, I, th- I think sometimes, yes, the data can get it wrong. But overall, I think it, I think it's a better thing. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, as technology advances and, you know, as we start to, you know, now it used to be where you had to have, you know, um, 
body scanner and equipment. And now we can start to do these things with our smartphones, right? And so, you know, versus putting in measurements, because that's very pr problematic, you know, most people don't know how to even, you know, do the appropriate measurements. So I think as technology advances, it's going to get to a point where um, customization is, you know, hopefully the norm. And just like Sonia said, you know, if we are thinking about sustainability, we don't necessarily want to necessarily mass produce, but we do want to work on a level where um, customers are getting more uh, clothes that they like, clothes that actually fit um, and more personalized so that they don't have to purchase so much more um, clothes. And we're keeping um, more of a level playing field where we're not producing so much, but more people are and more designers are, you know, able to work with customers for more customized solutions. Yeah, I think that's really, really great way to wrap up the podcast. I've got a really, um, one, one more question, but I think it is promising. There are challenges. And as um, Sonia was saying, the data needs to be correct. So um, I know you touched on an example before, and I thought it was a really good example. Um, I think it was Stitch Fix that you mentioned um, that are doing like surveys and different things to kind of get data from people. Um, so I just wanted to find out, because obviously with the Sustainable Fashion Podcast, um, it's hosted by myself and I run the global fashion marketplace. And what we do is help brands with sustainability and innovation. And we help with business development and um, focusing on startups and independent brands. So I, just with that in mind, I just wanted to find out. So if someone was listening to this podcast and they were like, okay, so I want to do more personalization with AI in my business. Um, what are the best ways to start collecting customer data that to build a strong personalization tools for a fashion startup. So if if there were, I've got an idea about this that I think already, but I just wanted to get your take on it. So if someone wanted to get started and they're like, okay, I need to start collecting data, specific types of data on my customers so I can start using personalization tools and building personalization into my business with technology. What would you say the best route or the best approach to start collecting that data should be? Well, I'd say for any new business that's about to launch, I, I think it's inevitable that they, at the start of the customer journey, they collect as much data as possible in regards to the person's height, the weight, et cetera, et cetera, to actually start to build at least some kind of data, because when you have nothing, it's very difficult to work from. So anybody could start to do that right at the start of the journey. Um, and obviously, the, the, the larger companies um, can collect data in, 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 in very, very different ways too. Um, you know, certainly looking at the kind of product the customers are searching for, what the click-through rates are, et cetera, et cetera. But certainly for any new startup, just ask the basic of questions because that obviously does help um, enormously. Yeah. Camilla, do you have any thoughts on that as well? Yeah. Um, you know, Sonia, you mentioned like click-through rates and, and things like that. And so you, you really, I mean, you have, you probably have access to data now, especially if you are um, using e-commerce, right? And so it's really making sure 
even if it's putting analytics on your website, you know, there, there's a ton of information that you can get from some of the tools that you use now um, that you can collect data. And then also, you know, paying attention to the current behaviors that your customer has, like what they actually buy, what they um, don't return, right? Um, and then also looking at demographic and psychographic uh, data on your customers. And that's basically, you know, like, what are the other things that they like to do? You know, like, do they often go to formal events or do they do a lot of casual events? Do they have, you know, kids or, you know, those different things that will matter with what they wear. And I would, I always like to, to go back, you know, and say that, ask, like, bring your customers into the conversation, ask them actually what they need and what they would actually like. Like, would they like suggestions on the next thing that they want to buy based on the different colors that they chose? Or would they like to do a quiz or an analysis of, you know, (laughs) of, 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 you know, who they are and how they look and their body type to suggest clothing. So I think if you can start to bring them into the process, one, they'd be more willing to say, yes, scan my body, (laughs) right? Um, Or, you know, just tell, just offering up like, yes, here's my information, here's my data so that you can give me more customized solutions. Yeah. And the only thing that I would probably add on to that, because that's probably exactly what I would suggest is that gamify the process so make it engaging for for your customers to provide information about themselves and reward them for doing so I would say just having that conversation with them taking them on the journey um is definitely a way to um get that data and information that you need to get so yeah I think this has been an excellent conversation um thank you Sonia and Camilla for being on the sustainable fashion podcast and talking about personalization with AI for fashion. I think it's been an excellent conversation. So um, eye-opening and um, really promising as well. Yeah. So um, do you guys have any final summary for the startups listening and the people, um, industry people listening about AI? What is your final thought in terms of, is it good for sustainability, personalization and um yeah yeah so yeah you final thumbs up for that or thumbs down what do you think I mean I've got to say there's there's certainly two points that we didn't cover we did very very briefly but I just wanted just to cover those off where um AI is very very useful in terms of virtual showrooms and I think from a sustainability point of view digital sampling Um, has had a massive impact and certainly over COVID it was very very clear that digital sampling was something um, that needed to be done and separately virtual showrooms for for customers to sell their products from a business to business point of view um, definitely enhanced a lot of businesses very very quickly Um, and separately um, virtual fitting rooms so you know I think that's really reduced something in terms of something I, I mentioned earlier and that's um returns the returns process so overall i do think that ai is um amazing if it's utilized and used in the right way i think that you know from from a prediction point of view from a stockpiling point of view a returns point of view from a carbon footprint point of view i think there's 
definitely loads of plus points to it. And obviously, Amazing. you know, the downside is that if you don't get the, if you don't use the data right, then there can be some problems. Yeah, that is the challenge, collecting the data, the the correct data. And we can probably go into that in the, in another episode a little bit more. Um, Camilla, what are your thoughts, your final form? Thumbs up for personalization, AI, <laughs> um, in regards to sustainability? Yeah, so, you know, AI is here now. Like, companies are using it now. It's really only a question of how are you going to use it as a brand, uh, how are you going to participate it uh, in it as a customer? So that that's really the question, right? Is that how how are you going to take advantage of this? Um, I for me personally, I think the interesting uh, use case for AI that we probably didn't mention either is is being able to tell that for brands to be able to tell that sustainability story and putting in data to say, okay, this textile came from this place. I produced it at this manufacturer that's sustainable. And it went through this process and kind of getting that, that, that the process or the data of that process together to tell that sustainability story that the brand has. And so, I mean, there's so many uh, use cases for it. I know we'll get into it on other episodes of this podcast, Um, but it's, it's really like, Hey, dive in, look at the examples um, and decide like, what are you going to do or how are you going to participate in this? Yeah, definitely. In that traceability aspect, there's so many things that can be unraveled um, when it comes to using technology and how it all overlaps with each other. But we definitely have to touch on that in another episode. Um, it's a really good point. Thank you, ladies. We're coming to the, the top of the hour for our conversation now. So this has been the Sustainable Fashion Podcast with myself, Bakola Dagloke, with Camilla Sanders and Sonia Suman. And we'll be back with another episode specifically about AI solutions for sustainable fashion on the Sustainable Fashion Podcast. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you so much. No worries. The Sustainable Fashion Podcast is in partnership with the Pink Kangaroo Podcast Network.